I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alenios Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Alenios Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. And it's the return of the voice that makes you march, baby. Woo! Marcus. Right. He's back. Finally. It's been so dry. So sorry. dusty I'm up sorry, in sorry, here. Sorry, guys. It's... Yes. It's weird. The audio files we recorded have collected digital dust ever since the past two weeks. It's weird. I'm so sorry. I have to take take, take my mouse and like brush the dust off, like sliding it side to side because I can't see what it was. It's an interesting mechanic to add to files, but yeah, okay, all right. It only happens with the ones you're not on. It only happens with those. It's never happened before. Yeah. Yeah. Curious. When they designed the Windows operating system, they designed it for this specific use case. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, so, it's been, we've been gone, our markers have been gone for a while, we've been gone for a week. Uh, and how you, how you boys been? What you been up to? I've, I've been doing alright, you know, just trying to keep up and keep, you know. I've, I've had a, I had a, I mean, I haven't left work for a couple days. Mm-hmm. I've been, I, I've worked... I worked all of Friday, all of Saturday, all of Sunday. Uh, and back, I worked all today. I did leave a little early today because I just was so fucking tired of it. But yeah, so I've, I, I haven't been out of a work state of mind lately, which is, you know, an issue with capitalism. And so I'm kind of happy just to sit, sit down and talk with my boys. Good to hear. Good to hear. All right. I've been doing all right. Just working and living life, getting my. My scraps from capitalism. Woot woot. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. I've been making them free throws like my boy Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> you guys that seen was, this? Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. You see that, Marcus? I did see that. That was uh. You gotta give him credit. He's pretty yeah, good, dude. Bernie Sanders yeah. went three for three. I was so. I was like, this is so awesome. <laughs> He's better yeah. at shooting than I am. <laughs> There's a there's an older video from 2016 where he's like he's like moving around playing basketball against his grandchildren. And, yeah, and then uh, he just fucking dunks on one of them. He's owning the shit out of him, dude. Like what he wants. He can't he's contain it. Between the leg, behind the back, <laughs> under the leg, and, dunk. Are they playing Space Jam in the background too? Holy crap, that'd be sick. Like the Ain't song it? Space Jam. Yes. Or just there's like a Jam. movie screen with Space Jam play. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that sounds even better. Yeah, that'd be good too. It's sad we don't have uh, NBA Jam anymore, so we could get uh, Bernie Head uh, mode. Hell yes, the socialist <laughs> NBA Jam. Um, Hell yeah! Well, Everyone gets points. <laughs> <laughs> you get, you all get a point. Every time someone scores, both team gets a point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How does anyone? Yeah, mean? The, the one thing we are highlighting about Bernie Sanders is sports are going to be a lot less fun under <laughs> under Bernie Sanders. <laughs> um, we all, all dead ties. Mm-hmm. 
Everybody wins. They're, both teams go home feeling very happy that they both won. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ties were eliminated. It's only winning from now on. Um, but yeah, on the opposite end of presidential health uh, issues would be uh, the big uh, wet boy, Donald Trump. Did y'all hear what happened with this guy? No. This fucking guy? What's he done now? Did you know he's the president? Like, he's in office? <laughs> it is something we try to avoid on this podcast as much as possible. <laughs> Motherfucker won the election, guys. He's the president. That's insane. Yeah. Wasn't that, what, three years ago? I don't know how long ago it was at this point. It feels like it's been about a thousand. It honestly feels like it's been <laughs> ten years just since he became president. Because eight things happen a day that would be, that would go, for, that would last a month than Obama's presidency, you know? Yeah. So it just feels like time's being dilated for us. But, so Trump made an unexpected, unscheduled visit to the Walter Reed Medical Center and did not do public events for two days straight now. Uh, he's tweeting, but that could be Scavino with his phone tweeting for Trump. Uh, but no yeah. one has actually seen him for two days. Mm. And they're not That's telling anybody what happened. Yeah, probably he's just uh, old, senile, fat, and stupid, and it's catching up to him finally. He eats McDonald's every night. Mm-hmm. And drinks like I mean, eight Diet Cokes a day. I mean, with a diet like that, he probably shit himself. Yeah, he might have done a little poop on himself. Oh, Still you know when he gets in the morning, like, the thing he's trying to pass through his bowels is like hard as a diamond, guys. It has to be. <laughs> wow. It's just this fist-sized, black, oh, like, coal uh, consistency thing. Are we the first podcast to talk about this, specifically? <laughs> about the horrifying things coming out of Donald Trump. I'm just trying to asshole. imagine I the McDonald's so. Diet Coke diet, and that's what it would create. It would probably create a new... Like, if you, if you could take Donald Trump shits, they could probably power a fucking a car with that thing. Ugh. Just burn it in a coal engine. Yeah. Probably. I hear that if you take Donald Trump shits and then crack him in half there's a smaller shit inside and you crack that in half there's a smaller shit inside because he's a russian damn no, doll damn baby <laughs> fuck <laughs> it took me oh god oh, oh shit <laughs> i thought i thought he was gonna say there's eric trump in the next shit but <laughs> no i realized too late <laughs> But I couldn't stop it. The reason oh, I made that joke is because it's crazy that Netflix made a show called Russian Dollar Shop. Dollar Shop. I mean, <laughs> if we can all just accept that fact, I will continue I gotta to make this joke. I got a the fucking Discord channel. I have to kick him now. Can't, can't, he can't keep getting away with it. Yeah, fucking Jesse from Breaking Bad. I like that meme. Um, oh, God. But yeah. but yeah, Donald Trump, his shits are crazy. And I'm sure they are, and he's maybe he might be dead. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Dude, that'd be the funniest thing of all time if if, if Trump just died, like, and, and then Mike Pence was president. Can you imagine what 2020 would look like? Oh my god, it would look. Mm. Prob- I mean, the the presidential race would heat up a lot, and the actual presidency would become more bland, <laughs> which is actually a bad thing. Yeah, people stop paying attention. Exactly, they can get away with anything they want. Um. Speaking of which, there's some legislation I'd like to talk about. Okay. I actually, I heard about this literally right before we started recording, and it's kind of fucked up, maybe scary, but a long time ago, I think at this point, 40, 50 years ago, there was a court case about uh, Paramount Pictures versus the United States of America about um, basically Paramount Pictures and a bunch of other um, movie companies wanted to control production distribution and theaters for movies Mm -hmm. and they were like okay 
that's a monopoly. You can't do it. They broke it up. So that's why you have studios making movies and distributors who distribute them. And then you have theaters like, you know, AMC, Regal, whatever, who play these movies. Mm -hmm. Um, They are considering taking away that legislation. They are considering, um, as they, they say, in the age of streaming to get rid of these outdated antitrust laws that would then allow studios to own theaters. Which, you know, just means Disney theaters, right? Which does mean Disney theaters. And it also means that if they don't want a movie playing in their theater, it doesn't play in that theater. True. And the, the thing about this legislation is it cuts two ways. So I did, I read one addendum that didn't make any sense to me. Maybe, and it was the very end of the article, so there was no more explanation, but it was like, this doesn't apply to any companies that weren't a part of the lawsuit anyway. So apparently, I think what it was trying to say was this law has never applied to like Disney, mm-hmm. but but they just don't do it for some reason. I don't know if that I don't know how that actually works. But apparently, this 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 new uh, the lifting of the ban would only affect I think Paramount and Columbia and whoever else was involved in the lawsuit, um, which doesn't make sense to me. I don't. I mean, because D- Disney and Netflix actually both own a couple of theaters, not like anything huge, but they own like some smaller um, theaters. So one. It could mean that, you know, there's theaters that are owned or operated, co-owned by maybe larger studios and co-owned by smaller studios. So you could still get the selection you, you see now. Or it could be that, you know, Disney, Sony, uh, Netflix, Amazon buy all the theaters and then either just play their movies or charge companies a lot to play movies there. And then those you'll see you won't see those movies anyway. So it's kind of scary for a person like me who goes to the movies every single weekend and because i would love to i would love to keep the selection of movies i get to see uh as i've made i've made it no uh mystery that i do love movies and yeah this this legislation is kind of weird to me and I, I really hope something i hope something happens to where i won't have to just go to a disney or netflix theater and i'll be able to keep the selection I, I get now because you know movies are for everybody and you know i want to see more of them wouldn't a netflix theater be a a strange thing to have well netflix is in the process of buying um a very historic theater in la that's about to get closed down um it's like they want to show their movies so they can be eligible for the oscars or whatever yes they're currently showing the irishman at that at that theater um so that it can be um oscar eligible and they're also doing that with their movie marriage story in a, a theater in new york it's a theater in new york called the paris i believe which is just needlessly fucking <laughs> confusing and they Get your might out of your ass yeah they might also be in talks about that one so um yeah that's kind of what you think but they're those are more like single screen theaters mm-hmm. it's like these these weird eclectic theaters in these big cities that can't really operate anymore unless somebody like netflix buys them um so that's kind of the, the theater business they're into right now um but yeah the, obviously for now the bigger threat would be somebody like disney um buying theaters or maybe even you know paramount or whoever is still in the game um because honestly it doesn't look like anybody but disney's in the game as far as american distribution goes Mm -hmm. disney is an unstoppable juggernaut and the really the dark horse mega corporation to rule the world in my opinion no one saw this one coming i mean i don't know i think i mean i don't know I, i would say that if you ask somebody 15 years ago what's more likely disney or amazon they would say disney but Amazon has a lot of power now too. 
Yeah, I would have said Amazon, Walmart, uh, someone like that. You know, like a, a, a company that makes more entertainment. Disney yeah. though has insidiously just sort of like reached out and power grabbed so much shit so quickly. Yeah, that's what happens when you got all that freaking mouse money, man. Before long, Disney will own like ninety percent of the intellectual properties in, in the world. Yeah, at the end of this year, they'll have most likely eight of the top ten grossing movies at the worldwide box office. Wait, hold on. Isn't that, like, illegal? Isn't that a, a, mon- a monopoly? Oh, like, you'd think seriously? so, wouldn't you? Yeah! Wait, guys, I think <laughs> uh, Marcus is on to something. This, this might be a problem. <laughs> well, hold on, Marcus. Keep talking. Yeah. Uh, I mean... What, what, what more is there to say? Like, if one, if one entity has fucking control over 80% of anything, it's a bad idea. Exactly. We, we already saw this in, in and the past. Then they have 80% of the, the box office, and then they're going to go and own the theaters as well. Oh, so, just, oh my God. But no, so, nothing wrong there. Vertical integration is not a problem. Uh, um. Yeah, it'd be real nice if our if our government still cared about trust busting and, and stopping monopolies, but they don't. They haven't cared in years. Mm-hmm. Who was trying to merge? Was it was it AT and T and Verizon a while back? Oh my god! And Something like that. The only reason that it might not have happened was because Trump didn't like AT and T for some reason, and then he just kind of <laughs> forgot, and they were right. anyways. It's like, um, I mean, love or hate the show. It's like the last season of Parks and Recreation where they're in the future, and you find out that. Um, Verizon, Chipotle, and Exxon have created the biggest company in the world. <laughs> Bastards. It's like you just have yeah. this insane integration that creates a ridiculous monopoly. A new kind of trilateral commission. Yeah. Uh, so, that's the terrifying future. Yeah. So, um, I hope that this doesn't happen. And, um, I ho- if anything, if we have legislation. If, if, if there is a way to legislate this into reality, I would love for legislation about movie theaters to have to provide more variety mm-hmm. so that people like you can see Parasite and people like well, Marcus can neglect to see Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> what we should do is we should federally fund the arts, you know, like we did during the New Deal, like put oh, artists to work. I mean, once stuff. again, if we're going with our vision of the future, this shit won't even matter anymore. True. Um, you'll be able to make movies wherever the fuck you want and release them however the fuck you want, and people will be seeing however the fuck they want. But yeah, under under capitalism, I really hope that we uh, we find a way to not let these these companies own theaters and control what I get to see or what anybody remember, gets to see. Remember how like seven or eight years ago that that movie came out documentary uh, this film has not yet been rated. Remember that? Yes. And everyone was like, oh, God, the MPAA has no oversight. They're just some random organization that controls all the content you get to see in movies. Yeah, and then we all just shrugged our shoulders and walked away. Well, now you're big, you're, you are got a bigger concern, which is Disney's going to own all the fucking movies soon. Yeah. So you're like, who, who you won't see any movies. We don't see Disney movies. Which, as we're discussing, might also include all movies, which is also True. a bad thing. <laughs> True. I heard Frozen 2 is bad. You've heard it's bad? Yeah, I saw a review that said it was bad. Okay. You saw one review that said it was bad? Yeah. I've seen a couple so, of reviews that say it's okay. I haven't, I haven't dug too deep into it. I'll tell you what's I watched the first Frozen one time. It didn't really stick with me. Really? What? I guess you could say Smith really let oh, it go. Motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, God! Wow, Marcus, what you just said really... 
Which you said really just turned him inside oh. out. No! Fuck! <laughs> God damn it! Yeah. I refuse to meet! Are you gonna oh, try and get into your cars too and fuck. drive away? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Why'd you go with the two? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> oh! I can't! <laughs> oh my god anyways okay. so, to bring us back bring us back i want to i want to read a really uh, amazing tweet that i saw today okay cool um this is from at boringstein or boringstein i don't really know oh god um, it's a berenstein bears thing uh, uh it might be i'll come back to this tweet in five years and it'll say Baron's <laughs> boringstein um <laughs> so um, it's a response to the tweet. The original tweet is from The Root, which is a, a website owned by Gawker. That, mm-hmm. Questionable, in my opinion. But they posted a link to one of their articles that says, Elizabeth Warren tells tells The Root how capitalism can exist without racism. <laughs> so yeah. the response is, Elizabeth Warren came into our office and has made shit up. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, man. I'm, I'm never going to read this article, and I'm sure that's about how it sounds. Well, Cornell West had a good uh, uh, line about this on Joe Rogan's show. He went on there and talked about how uh, it, it's it's actually not uh, true. That's not the case. Uh, capitalism cannot exist without racism. There will always need to be some kind of underclass. There'll be a, need to be a, a, a demobilized group of people. And the best way to accomplish that is through racism. So cap- I, I, I think that racism could exist without capitalism. But I don't think capitalism is going to exist without racism. There's got to be somebody to discriminate against. It's as simple as that. I guess I'm going to listen to an episode of Joe Rogan. I guess I'm finally <laughs> just going to try this shit out. He has been a, a mystery to me for years now. Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe I should just try it. I don't know. Maybe not. I recommend both the Cornell West episode and uh, uh, Bernie Sanders' episode. Oh, so you are you a Brogan? I listened to those two episodes. Actually, three. I listened to the one where uh, Richard Wolf on there, too. Yeah, okay. I think that's the minimum requirement, actually. So. Yeah, I think oh God, you now no. get your Brogan membership card. <laughs> Wait, why am I buying a subscription to the MMA? What's <laughs> I can't stop myself. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I have all this CBD delivered in my house all of a sudden. Oh, oh don't forget the DMT. Fuck. I'm buying DMT. No. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Uh, but, yeah. Obviously, Elizabeth Warren is just making shit up, and I mean, she is, at first I was like, okay, if Bernie didn't win and she did, I guess we'd be okay, and now I'm like, fuck this person, I'm done with Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, did you see her her Medicare for uh, for All plan? Uh, no. Well, the proposal is to split it into two pieces of legislation, one that she'll pass in her first year. Yeah, and it won't end until the third year, right? Yeah. And the first mm-hmm. one is going to put in a public option, you know, for everyone to buy into Medicare if you want and cover some people. And then three years later, she'd like bring in Medicare for all or everybody else. And as we've learned, trying to split vital legislation into more than one part is a terrible fucking idea that makes it way easier to stop. Yeah. And plus the whole idea of doing it first and third is uh, first to i guess maybe make people think i'm doing something and then third like oh i'm gonna try and get reelected. let me start this cool legislation that i'm gonna let get litigated into the ground and then i'll be reelected, and then it won't go through whereas so. i mean you know kamala harris's plan was to do it over eight fucking years which yeah good luck with that yeah kamala harris's plan was like everybody's third cousin gets health care <laughs> <laughs> i think that was the, the plan she had 
Eventually, the math works out that most of us will be third cousins and we'll all have health care, I think. Yes. <laughs> but anyone who makes less than $100,000 a year doesn't, weirdly. They're just, yeah. they just, they're just not third cousins. We don't know why. And uh, and then I think that, and even this, I gotta say, we all, we're, we're here, we, we all love Bernie Sanders. His plan is still, in my opinion, a bit too lenient because what it does is it, it lowers the age of Medicare from 65 to 55, right? And then the next okay. year, from there to 45, the next year, 35, then 25, then everybody. Okay. I think by 25, you're pretty much covered anyway. So over a series of years, so basically his, when Elizabeth Warren said this, Bernie Sanders tweeted out, they will they will put their legislation in the House the week he gets in office. There won't be any fucking around. It'll happen that week. Yeah, they will start yeah. the, the process. So he pay, he what he wants is by his fourth year to, for Medicare for All to be in place, um, which is a decent plan, I guess. But it makes me wonder what are the what are the insurance companies going to do when this happens? Like they're going to see their death coming, right? Are they going to sit around and just keep doing the same thing, or are they going to just drop us off from our health care and pull up stakes and move on? Yeah, they might just kill us. <laughs> That's always a, t- a problem, yeah. Yeah, they might oh, just sure. walk to our door and shoot us in the head and leave. But, uh, so yeah, I think that uh, Liz Warren has really just showed her true colors, mask completely off. Like, she's talking about how we need to keep ICE and the Customs and Border Patrol because we've got to keep America safe and shit. Mm. Yeah, and she supports, like, sanctions on Venezuela. And Juan Guaido. Um, yeah. Answers. She has not said shit about Bolivia yet. Yeah. And then, speaking of the whole fucking Latin America thing, fucking uh, our boy Butt Gig wants to put troops in Mexico. What yeah, the Butt hell? Yeah, Butt said he would send troops to Mexico if necessary. If necessary for what, my man? Yes, that's what, what I'm wondering. What is the necessity? I believe it has to do with like keeping treaties. Not sure what treaties he's talking about, uh, but that's like that's a plan so insane even Republicans wouldn't say it. Yeah, I mean that's just crazy. And people are like, there's still people out there who are like, yeah, I like Butchug, and I'm like, I don't think anybody should like this man. He is he's dangerous and boring. <laughs> like. Like I thought we just said, the worst thing that the presidency can be is mundane. Because people will stop paying attention. And be- Butchug will be mundane as hell. Mike Pence yeah, he- will look like fucking Al Jolson compared to him. <laughs> Have you actually seen the Butchug dance? The the one they're doing at these conferences? Yes. Oh, what? it is amazing. <laughs> is it not, not the saddest this. thing in the world, Marcus? You need to watch this. these fucking videos. Marcus, dude. have you ever been at like some kind of event, whether it was in, like, high school or college or something, where they try to, like, force you to have fun. Yeah. Like, they're in the crowd, like, all right, everybody, wave your hands! And it's like, I don't want to do this. Why Why are you telling me to do this? Uh, well, at these butt gig fucking parties, rally, whatever, meetings they have, I guess, for supporters of butt gig, in, in the intermissions, they do the butt gig dance. And they, they make everybody in the room get up and do this dumb dance. Oh, no. It is extremely embarrassing, and it makes me it makes me even more ashamed to be an American than it's like, I was before. I try not to overuse the word cringe, but it's like really cringy to me. Yeah, it's it's just such a because here's the thing: Butchug is 
alien. He there's nothing about him that is relatable or interesting, but he is connected to this this subset of people. And now he's surging. You know, he's number two or number three in the polls sometimes. And everyone's saying, "Oh, it's Butchug. He's coming up. He's going to be the president. He's going to going to win." And it's like, no, he's flavor of the month. He doesn't have the fucking the shit to to stick it out. And he's just he's just he's. There's nothing. He was a McKinsey fucking guy. He, he went to the military when he didn't even need to as an adult, you know, just to pad out his fucking resume. And he's a CIA fucking uh, uh, type. I mean, how, how could anyone trust this fucking guy? You'd be surprised what people sit around and trust for no reason. Because... You know, his husband's name is Chasen, right? Wait, Buggy's gay? Yeah. I didn't even know this. You didn't know that? No. That's Mayor Pete's whole thing, bro. Wow, I didn't know that. Chasen? Chasen. Did he marry a jar of mayonnaise? <laughs> <laughs> he pretty much did if you look at him. Did he marry a cheesecake? But the thing is, is that right now there's a contest to win tickets to go see a show with Chasen. Can you guess what show it is? Oh, okay. Um, Chris Angel Mind Freak in Las Vegas. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. Is it, is it, Frick, is it Hamilton? Is it Panic? It is Hamilton! Okay. (laughs) Hamilton, that makes a lot of sense. Marcus gets the precipitation trophy. Yes, it is, in fact, Hamilton. Yeah. (laughs) We've been over Hamilton on the show. I heard that Hamilton invented black people. (laughs) That's what I heard from Um, that, from that musical. That's, that's probably not true that's what that's what they would say that's what it says in the musical that's almost one of the lyrics i think (laughs) and uh so yeah you got warren you got butt chug you got you got biden who just today said that he would not even entertain the idea of legalizing marijuana yeah which is bullshit because he still thinks it's a gateway drug oh my he is literally an after school special from the 40s that just (laughs) walks around Whereas the latest polls show that about sixty-seven percent of Americans support legalizing marijuana, yeah, and isn't there like, uh, isn't there, um, they're going about to debate it federally, right? There is legislation in the House right now, yes, to legalize marijuana. Yeah, my only problem pass the Senate. Oh, my only problem with it, if even if they were to pass right now, is I feel like it would, it would just get caught up with like big pharma lobbying, and it wouldn't even be what we want anyway. You know what's funny, so. though? I do think that they have a strategy here. If they were to actually, if the Senate was to go along with the House and pass marijuana legalization, that would steal away a key plank from the Democrats in 2020. Yeah, and it would make Trump the president that legalized weed. That's true. Here's what I'm saying. Trump could keep on locking up children in cages and buying people overseas and saying whatever he wants about whoever he wants. If that motherfucker was to give everyone health care and, I don't know, a jobs program of some sort, he could rule for a thousand years. His line would be unbroken. They'd give him whatever he fucking wanted. Yeah. And that's another thing I worry about, the whole um, marijuana legalization thing. is like, if they do it... Um, one, I feel like I don't. I don't know if this is in the legislation, but it probably won't expunge past records. Probably not the federal one, but statewide they've done that. Statewide has done. And two, um, I feel like it's just a way to pacify people mm-hmm. because I mean, hey, I want everyone to have weed just as much as everybody else, but I do feel like it's a way to just keep people satisfied for another couple of years without because you know 
the, these these millionaires and these politicians are legitimately worried about the rising tide of you know socialism and you know politicians like Bernie Sanders and the left um, who actually want things to change. So one way to stave off something like that is to you know give us weed, give us one other thing, and then that'll just it'll die down for a couple of years and give them give them some more breathing room. And I feel like that might be a danger of some of this admittedly good stuff happening um, that could kind of set us back. Yeah, more circuses in the bread and circuses exactly. uh, equation. We get, we get weed with Bernie Sanders, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, Bernie Sanders is the option. Well, here's what I say. We should, uh, if we want to fight the marijuana legalization uh, to stop it from happening, not under Bernie, we need to just start going into into, into, into public and just gorilla setting up projectors and showing people disjointed. Just, just play that. Uh, for, mm. for audiences of unsuspecting people, and they yes. will see that weed is very deeply uncool. That's true. Mm. Marcus, do you remember what disjointed is? No. It's the worst. Period. That's it. Mm. That's the end of yeah. my sentence. It is the <laughs> worst. It's the worst wow. thing to ever exist on this planet. Damn. I feel like Marcus would enjoy the animated segments. The animated segments are, the, are great, and I don't know why they're in the show. It makes That's no true. sense. At all. Mm. Also, I'm, I'm sorry. The wor- this one is not the worst thing ever. There are plenty of other worse things. The Holocaust. I, I don't want that to be <laughs> on the record. That's something I'm AIDS. Saying. Exactly. Those are all cancer. Terrible. Global things. warming. Yes. Famine. Mm-hmm. Yes. The things that come out of, of Donald course. Trump's ass. Yeah. <laughs> that diamond hard black rock that falls out of his butthole. Yeah. It's the worst thing I've ever watched. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was pretty bad. On hey, well, video. Hey, well, hold on. No, now, I've seen. I've seen footage of bad stuff too. Mm-hmm. It's a really bad thing. Okay, I love. Hey, I love bad stuff too. Bad stuff too was the best in the franchise, in my <laughs> yeah, opinion. Yeah, bad, sleep at their stride. Yeah, I was more into. I was more a bad stuff OG guy, but you know. Now Marcus and I once did a double feature of Antichrist and Solo, One Hundred Twenty Days of Sodom, in the same oh, day, God. and you're still alive. <laughs> Oh god! And we also watched before that the, the, the day before that we watched Funny Games. Oh my god! That's a that's a uh, movie that will actively make you get out of your seat and scream uh, at the the screen. What's really funny is Marcus is not a man who gets angry very often, but he got mad at that movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Marcus, I saw you furious, dude. You were fucking uh, fist clenched, mad. That's completely sorry. understandable. I was I was actually so angry that I forgot what I was angry about. <laughs> You're probably so, angry about the, the bullshit time rewinding scene. Whoa! Spoilers. Mm. People, yeah, spoilers. all right. Mm. Bleep that out in the edit. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, so man. that's a big bleep. spoiler for that movie. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a terrifyingly frustrating movie at, at certain points, but in like a good way. It's not, it's not bad frustrating. Yeah, it's a good uh, movie. I still yeah. have not seen Solo. Uh, I've seen Antichrist, obviously. Um, <sighs> Solo, I've not seen. I hear there's like poop. There's a lot of poop, yeah. A lot of poop. Yes, there's okay. too much poop, I'd say. You I think had a friend too in college. Much? Too yes, much. very much. Especially what they do with the poop. Oh god. Uh, um they put I it back in the butt. College who yeah, actually <laughs> no, there had a friend in college who's not Marcus. Uh who I, I Hooray! Wow, uh, brag. I had more than one friend. <laughs> well this didn't happen with us, Marcus, because we watched all of it together right. and we were talking movies with this guy and this guy was talking about, you know, his favorite movies or whatever. Or what oh, great movies. And I said, you know, Solo is a great movie, but no one should watch it. Like it's a great movie, but do not watch it. And then he went and he watched it and never spoke to me again. Yeah. 
I mean, that's so you're a huge look at me. <laughs> I told Down them. one friend. Yeah. Like, when I say that, when I say that about a movie or, like, a TV show or something, I mean it. I don't, if I say don't watch it, I mean it. If you watch it, that is on you, motherfucker. <laughs> but, but you do see the paradox of what you're saying, right? What? How so? Oh, yeah, this movie's great. Don't fucking watch it. Well, yeah, I see that. But what I'm saying is when I say don't watch it, that means if you watch it, it is now on you. I have warned you. I am free of any blame. To be fair, any any human's gonna be like, "Oh, you 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 brought this thing to my attention, but you don't want me to watch it. I'm intrigued. I'm going to watch it." Exactly, and now it's their fault. I have. A that's how I get them. That's how I sucker them into watching this fucking <gasps> horrifying movie. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, listeners, Solo uh, 120 Days of Sodom is a great movie. Do not watch it. If you do, you cannot blame the other podcast for anything that happens to you. <laughs> and look, I'm not alone. It's on the fucking Criterion Collection. It so. is. It is. is. Criterion? Criterion? Marcus! What? The Criterion Collection. Are you going to fight us on if it's pronounced Criterion? <laughs> which it clearly is? <laughs> yeah, we're watching the Criterion Collection. Yeah. <laughs> the Cybertron Collection. Yeah, I'll tell you, I got a Criterion <laughs> Collection on my hard drive. <laughs> It's ironic we should mention the clit so close to our discussion of Antichrist. Oh, because, no. because that movie has got movie. some real sexy clip play. Um, <laughs> okay. Listen, folks, that's not true. Warning. Do not watch Antichrist either. It is interesting how like there's movies that I love, like movies that I legitimately love and I think are the really uh, best films of all time. But mm. I, I rewatch them, I'm like, oh, I forgot that scene. Antichrist, I remember like I watched it yesterday. And I've only seen it once. <laughs> Mm-hmm. How could you ever forget it? Oh, God. Yeah. You know, uh, here's a fun story for you um, that I learned recently. There was a movie, I can't remember what movie it was. Like, I think it was that one, I listened to a podcast where it was about Willem Dafoe in a movie where it's like all sex scenes or whatever. Yes. And they wanted him to show his dick. Which is the one thing everyone wants to see. But the director at the time saw his dick and said, We got to get you a dick model because no one's going to believe that's you. <laughs> It's wow. too big. It's too incredible. <laughs> we got to get you a hog de-sizer. <laughs> Apparently, I've heard that, that uh, uh, just hearsay through the grapevine that uh, his dick is actually like literally too big, and it, like hurts him at times when he he like he like bumps into stuff with it. Oh man! You know, I've seen the lighthouse, and now it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> that movie actually makes a lot of sense now. Imagine that being your problem in life. You have a dick that's too big. <laughs> yeah. Was humble bra- Is that a humble brag? My dick's so big that yeah. it just hurts me. I mean, I imagine having that problem, don't we all? I mean, come on, <laughs> boys. <laughs> um, what was that porn star's name? The one that had the like the fourteen? Ron inch Jeremy. Dick? No, dif- different guy. Different, <laughs> this was this guy's dead. Don't think it's true. And his thing was apparently his thing was his dick was so big that he could never even get fully hard, and he would like start to pass oh, out. If yeah, he got I heard too about erect. this guy. Yeah, and they yeah, had to yeah. like they they said it was like the size of a loofah. They were like he just, he was great, but he would like pass out and it get like it hurt him. It got too hard. I hope it didn't have the same texture as a loofah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'd be in that line. That of would work be a if problem. The same texture as a loofah. Now you know there were some freaks out there though. Oh man! Product back in the seventies though when this guy was was running around. 
Wow. Or I guess I guess he was probably limping around dick that big. Imagine getting hard and passing out. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the best Wait. thing. You just go to sleep whenever you wanted. That's the premise of a movie, remember? The one with fucking uh, Bilbo from Lord of the Rings, remember? <laughs> we saw we watched the trailer for this movie. It's not about his dick being big. <laughs> it's just that whenever he gets what is it, whenever he gets happy, whenever he becomes happy, he Right, passes he becomes out. happy, he passes out. Yeah, I so mean I'm happy my dick's hard. So. Okay, so let me Okay, we're gonna break down this movie real quick. I don't remember okay. the name of it at all. Ode to oh Joy. Ode to Joy. Martin Freeman is in it, and he is like, if I ever get happy, I pass out. That sucks. And then he meets Miranda Bacharin. If that's how you say her name, I have no idea. Very beautiful actress. Mm-hmm. Um, starts to like her. And his brother is like, oh, you should go for it. His brother's played by Plop from The Office. Anybody remembers that. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you should go for it. And then he's like, I don't know. I might pass out. And then, and then Martin Freeman's character is like, you know what? You should just date my brother. So then they start <laughs> dating. And then he gets upset. It's like, who who contrived this stupid-ass plot? Who wrote this? And he's dating, like, this uh, also very attractive, but plain girl, I guess, uh, who is less exciting. And he's just like, this girl's dating his brother, and he's angry about it, like you said, but the weird part is, he still isn't giving, he's not giving it up, I guess, right? So he's like... yeah. He basically gave the woman to his brother, and now he wants her back yeah, while like, also dating another woman. Like, you know me, the person you're interested in and actually have a connection with? Date my brother. We're kind of alike. <laughs> and then it happens? And that works? It's just weird. What a fucking... I don't know. I'm, I have I've not met anyone who's seen this movie, but I'm sure it is insane. By the way... Uh, Martin Freeman and Plot from The Office are the least believable brothers I've ever fucking I seen. I believe the fucking the, uh, Schwarzenegger and fucking DeVito more than that. <laughs> I'm looking this movie up real quick. Um, you looking yeah. it up? Not great. Reviews. It was called Twins. <laughs> I'm talking about Ode to Joy. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. Sorry, I was thinking of a better movie. Over a great review on Letterboxd. Overly dull and just strangely problematic. <laughs> wow. They're like it's making fun of narcoleptic people, like they can't help but fall asleep, it just oh, happens. Actually, I found the best review of it so far. Mm-hmm. Very thoughtful though filmmakers to make this movie as bland as possible so <laughs> even people with cataplexy can watch it. <laughs> uh, on Letterboxd, there are only four hundred and thirty-two people who have seen this movie. Oh my god, that sucks. By comparison, Parasite has 116,000 who have seen it. Oh, nice. So, weird. We've talked about it before, but you you ever think about how many movies get made every year that no one watches? Yeah, there's so many fucking movies. Every goddamn year. You don't even know about them. It's It's like you're scrolling through fucking Hulu or Amazon Prime one day, and you're like... Oh, this movie from 2018 that has Ryan Reynolds and Nick Nolte and fucking Samuel L. Jackson, and it's like they're on they're they're on an airplane and they're trying to fight off an alien. It's like who? who I didn't know this movie existed. When did this come yeah. out? Who made this? I like that sometimes when I'm when I'm on uh, YouTube, just click on a random movie trailer and just follow that hole as deep as I can go, and just see what I can find. And there is some shit out there, y'all, that. Has incredibly thin premises and no one is watching. <laughs> yeah, with with actors you know is the thing, right? Like people, Martin Freeman, people people know that dude. 
Yeah, I mean, and Mar- Marina Baccarin, she's in yeah. Deadpool. People know who she is, and it's like it's just crazy how some of these movies get made. That's true. It's it's definitely a. I feel like there's like so there's a guy who's gonna like tax loophole, right? Somebody taking money somehow off this shit. Yeah, they're probably just a front for some kind of laundering or something. I don't know. Yeah, they're all funny with Bitcoin and whatnot. Yeah, the movie cost um, this movie cost five Bitcoin last year. This year it cost ten Bitcoin. <laughs> oh. Uh, so I wanted to talk to y'all real quick about uh, my favorite uh, writer in comic books, Alan Moore. Alan Moore, yes. Who has some yeah. thoughts on our current uh, superhero uh, deluge. Yes, which we um, apparently is all we get to talk about from now on. Well, Seth, we did just say that eight of the ten top movies of 2019 will be uh, fucking Disney films. So yes, That's here true. we are. All right, so I'm going to start. It's a pretty long quote, so everyone bear with me, okay? Begin quote from Alan Moore. Uh, I think the impact of superheroes on popular culture is both tremendously embarrassing and not a little worrying. While these characters were originally perfectly suited to simulating the imaginations of their 12 or 13-year-old audience, today's franchise, Ubermension, aimed at the supposedly adult audience, seem to be serving some kind of different function and fulfilling different needs. Primarily, mass-market superhero movies seem to be abetting an audience who do not wish to relinquish, relinquish their grip on A, their relatively reassuring childhoods, or B, the relatively assur- reassuring 20th century. The continuing popularity of these movies, to me, suggests some kind of deliberate, self-imposed state of emotional arrest, combined with a numbing condition of cultural stasis that can be witnessed in comics, movies, popular music, and indeed right across the cultural spectrum. The superheroes themselves, largely written and drawn by creators who never stood up for their own rights against the companies that employ them, much less the rights of a Jack Kirby or a Jerry Siegel or a Joe Schuster, would seem to be largely employed as cowardice compensators, perhaps a bit like at the handgun on a nightstand. I would ask I would also remark that save for a smattering of non-white characters and non-white creators, these uh, books and the iconic characters are still very much white supremacist dreams of the master race. In fact, I think that a good argument can be made for D.W. Griffith's Birth of a Nation as the first American superhero movie and the point of origin for all those capes and masks. End quote. Wow. <clears throat> That's a lot to unpack, but I do agree on a lot, a lot of stuff that he says. And it's weird, It's one of those things where it is becoming harder and harder to reconcile. Not really reconcile, but it's harder and harder for me to talk about how much I love <clears throat> how much I love like a Marvel movie or whatever movie, like a superhero movie, um, and also explain that I understand that it is... Overall, it's not great for culture and the, the, the ideas that it's putting in us. Like, it's the, the ideas of fascism, white supremacy, all this stuff, um, in a way, obviously are supported by these works of, of art. And even though I sit back and I enjoy watching fucking Iron Man fight Thanos or whatever, I, understand, I, have, to, I have to, after the movie, I have to be like, that was so good, but also, maybe, and then it just becomes really hard to get your point out there so it's and it's something that i'm happy to deal with on a, a daily basis with 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 my interests and alan moore kind of put it in a very uh very biting way and i i appreciate that marcus what are your thoughts uh, uh well i uh, i 
kind of agree, but I'm also, I feel kind of torn <laughs> as someone who enjoys, like, comics and movies exactly. also. That's... Yeah. It's just, like, he's right, but I'm like, fuck, am I going to stop watching movies and reading comics because of it? Probably not. It's one of the few things I, I still enjoy anymore. So, I guess, like, shit. Fuck. I don't know. It's a real, it's a real hard thing to to define, since it's it's being fed to us in such a positive way, right? I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, I would agree. It's the Marvel movies are, uh, I, I mean, super movies in general, right? DC is not uh, free of guilt here either. And others as well have have started trying to get in on this. Uh, Sort of like a look back, you know, on our our history. Because, you know, comic books... Look, you compare the movies to the comics right now, the comics ain't making shit by comparison. I mean, obviously. No one's reading that. Mm-hmm. They're all watching the fucking movies. So, it is a look back in our past. Like, all the, all the storylines they're drawing from are storylines from the comics that were published, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And so, you know, it becomes one of those situations where it just seems to be reifying the past and not looking towards, you know, a future. Um, my problem with superheroes is that they glorify the individual. They put so much import on the, you know, the single person and what this person could do if they were given, you know, incredible power and how they could change things, you know, for the better. And my problem with that is that sure, it's great that Superman started off, you know, punching landlords or whatever, but there's no Superman. There is no hero coming to save you. And one person cannot accomplish those things themselves. It requires collective action. We have to work together. There is no Superman, but we could together do the same thing. But the comic book isn't teaching that lesson. It's teaching you to to take responsibility for your own individual self. And I just find that disturbing. Yeah, it's it's very true. And it's, yeah, it's one of those things that people, like I'm saying, I have to reconcile it every day because, I mean, I do, I love this stuff. Like Marcus said, I love movies and comic books and comic book movies and i understand that i i mean i have this this part of me where i can kind of divide that and be like yes i like it but yes it's problematic but and i don't but i don't know if everybody thinks that way or if these maybe some of these ideas just get implanted to people and they just kind of run with it which is you know one of the problems we have is people people are very you know um what is the phrase stay the stay the course they're mm-hmm. very like all right this has worked for so long. I just want to stay on this course, and then one day I'll die, and I don't have to worry about it. And I hope that changes because you know I, I still want to be able to enjoy this stuff, but I still want people to realize that you know, like you said, we can't just always look to the past. We have to believe in the people, the collective of people, and we have to kind of move ourselves forward. And the, the concept of the superhero is a white supremacist thing. I, I usually think of superheroes as more fascist than white supremacist, but fascism and white supremacy kind of go hand in hand in a lot of places. So I kind of get it, you know, the masks and the and and the disguises and the the capes and whatnot. That's you know that the KKK wore flamboyant, you know, face concealing costumes as well to hide their identities. So I get I get it. And also the idea of uh, uh, Ubermensch, you know, a better man, a person that is is stronger than you and has more power, is disturbing, of course. And so I get where he's coming from there. Uh, I just see them more as being uh, uh, possibly turned to the purpose of fascism than white supremacy, because I feel like 
today superheroes are woke, you know, like who's who's not thinking of superheroes as woke? Like there's an entire portion of the internet devoted to screaming that superheroes are woke because they're angry about it. And there's another portion that is like, whoa, it's great, superheroes are woke. While their corporations would essentially, it, listen, if racism made them a single more cent a year, they would be racist as fuck. It's, it's as simple as that. Yeah, and I mean, to show that's just how tides turn. Companies used to be very outwardly racist about a lot of stuff. And then as we've changed socially, they're like, all right, we got to stop being racist. We can keep making money. But if we stop, if we, if it goes back to where, you know, 51% of consumers are super racist, they're going to go back to being super racist. I mean, that's just how it is. That's how markets yeah. work. That's how capitalism works. Capitalism does not reward you for making a, a stand for having your own voice. It doesn't reward you for any of that. It rewards you for just knowing what people want. And, I mean, look at Elizabeth Warren talking about how we have to have ICE. We have to, we have to continue funding yeah. ICE. We like, have to have capitalism without racism. We have to have blah, blah, blah. Like, she has so many stay-the-course stupid fucking regressive opinions that she sugarcoats to a fucking a bunch of people who want to die over her and they don't listen to the shit she's actually saying and it's very much like not gonna be that different nope and it goes to show you that you can dress up your your regressive policies in progressive language and people will forget that if you if you have a certain uh uh, shall we say quality to you because everyone sees Bernie Sanders as an old white guy so of course he must be racist and sexist and all those other things but he's not you know he's really not yeah the thing is it's weird he doesn't he doesn't he bucks all those stereotypes you like that stuff doesn't even stick to him like all people I know who criticize Bernie they they have they have a hard time criticizing the fact that he's an old white guy they criticize him more on the fact that they you know they think he's too far left which is the big thing um, but people have a very hard time criticizing, you know, that he's an old racist white guy, unlike Joe Biden, who is an old racist white guy, and it's, he's a very easy target for these kind of, uh, criticisms. Yeah, because while, while Joe Biden was, uh, uh, threatening corn pop with a chain in the parking lot of the fucking swimming pool, you know, <coughs> Bernie Sanders was, was getting fucking arrested for protesting for civil rights and shit, so. Oh, wait, you said Bernie Sanders is getting arrested? Criminal. Wow. <laughs> Dude, Bernie Sanders used to steal electricity from his neighbors. Wow. Thief, criminal, ingrate, can't believe it. Man. President. At least at least Joe Biden was trying to teach Corn Pop a lesson. <laughs> I mean, hey, Bernie Sanders stealing electricity is highly relatable to a lot of people, I think. Yeah, uh, not having enough money to pay your bills. Cable, Wi-Fi, fucking groceries, Man, you know, cable, video games, movies. <laughs> Cars, yeah. all yeah. kinds of stuff we just steal every day. Napkins, <laughs> napkins, napkins great. Yes, yeah. salt packets, mm-hmm. ketchup. Um, they don't. I mean, there's not a limit on how many salt and ketchup packets you can take, but I'm sure there's a point where you take too many where it actually kind of hurts them. So that's stealing. <laughs> He's got a point, guys. I finally, I, was I finally stood in line for the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Oh, hey, what'd you think? It's very good. It's a good sandwich. Who'd you have to fight to get it? I I, 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 I got stabbed two times, so <laughs> less the, the people around me. But guys, but I mean, I'm being serious though. Like this thing has been this sandwich has been out at this point. It's been back for two weeks. Solid two solid weeks has been back, and the line at the drive-through and inside is still backed up out into fucking traffic. Mm-hmm. I waited in line. I got there. I got there really late 
hoping they'd still have some and there would be people and I still stood in line for 25 minutes. Jeez. I mean, it was crazy. I, was, I went ahead and bought two. I was like, I'm not going to come back for this in any time soon, so I'm just going to buy two right now. Um, but it was very good. And uh, Popeyes, is, they're doing something right. They the, the Capitalism. They found out what people wanted, apparently, and they just are like, all right, we have it, and you're going to just keep coming. I'm not, I'm not sure when the crowds are going to die down. Mm. Can y'all explain why this is happening? Why this chicken sandwich is really popular? What's going on? I, I have no idea. Because Popeyes has never searched a, chick, a chicken sandwich before. And Popeyes is, among a lot of people, considered to be the best uh, fast food fried chicken. So the fact that they are now having a chicken sandwich, people are like, all right, I gotta try this. They got the best chicken. Let's see if their chicken sandwich is the best. And that's pretty much all it is. That's, that's fast food culture. People are like, I like this. They finally have it. And yeah, it's there. And I mean, okay. where I live, there's a fucking, there's a Popeyes, a Wendy's, and a Bojangles, all within, all close to each other. They all have a chicken sandwich. But Popeyes is the one that's gotten the line out of the fucking building. Hmm. Wow. That's that's interesting that a chicken place didn't stop and say, hey, if we put this chicken between two slices of bread, we could get more money. Well, no. What they knew is if they waited till 2019, they would have all the business <laughs> in the fucking world. <laughs> but yeah, it is a very good sandwich. Um, but, you know, only wait in line for it if you really want it. If not, just... Wait for these crowds to somehow die down. Mm-hmm. Or, or fight your way to the front of Yeah, or just kill a couple people. <laughs> I've Disclaimer, seen people don't say, actually do that. <laughs> I've seen some people saying that uh, that the, the reason that the, the, they're getting a chicken sandwich is because uh, Chick-fil-A has a sandwich, you know, the big, like, sandwich before this chicken sandwich. Yeah. And it's like, no one wants to buy them because they're, you know, homophobic or whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, guys, I love... I love the left, and I love everybody. To, I love, I love people. I, all that. I still buy Chick Fil A. I can't. I just. I have not been able to stop. I. I mean, we 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 all have been to. We all three of us have been to one of the most profitable Chick Fil A's in America. And I, I can see why, man. I, I still buy it. I'm sure, Marcus, do you still buy Chick Fil A? Yeah, yeah, I actually it, had some yesterday. I know. I don't feel great about it, but I, I still I put it up there as a top three fast food chain, honestly. Well, well, well. Look who's the leftiest person here yeah. yet again. <laughs> sorry, I'm the dirt. I Good job. Shit from Chick Fil A in years. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm the dirt bag left. Uh, no, no. I think yeah. it's. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not judging anyone for eating the fucking chicken sandwich. That's fine. Sure, go for it. That's, that's, what about the do, nuggets? Do what you do, or it's whatever, man. Order okay. from Chick Fil A, whatever. I was just making sure. Do. I have the nuggets sometimes. Let's make okay. sure. Okay. I remember Marcus used to order the lemonade by the gallon. I've Boy, done that too. That's so a great fucking deal. Good. It's the best and lemonade. I, I actually got them to make Arnold Palmer's for me. I'm just like, oh, wow. <sighs> Sorry. So I don't I don't blame anybody for that. Uh, it sucks to, to 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 buy from them, but hey, I buy Wendy's burgers, and Wendy's explicitly sources their tomatoes from basically slave labor plantations in South America, oh. where they pay with company script and shit. Yeah, can we just say this real quick? There is no ethical consumption under capitalism. Mm. There's no. Such I think thing. you can you, you can try you can do you can try to be somewhat ethical. But in the end, it doesn't matter where you're buying shit from. They're going to be bad. Like, That's what I'm saying. I'm saying you can try your best. You can buy from all these people who are like locally sourced, vegan, green, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, somebody in the chain of money that you're spending 
is fucking awful and is probably using some kind of slave labor or something that is very unethical. And you can't get around it. And I mean, it should be a, it should be a goal to try and be as ethical as you can. Of course. Okay. So anybody here watching the good place? Of course. Marcus, really? Marcus, how how close are, how how far in are you? Oh, I'm, I'm, Watch the latest season. What do you, what do you mean? Oh, so you're all caught up then. Yes. Wait, have you seen the latest? Like, because there's an epi- there's a season going on right now. Uh, season okay. Season four me, is going on right now. Let me double check real quick. Episodes right. every Thursday. All right. All right. <clears throat> but while Marcus mm-hmm. is checking, he knows this at least. Yes. The Good Place uh, posits a a vision of the world, sort of of afterlife, where. Uh, your the morality of your actions is judged on a point based system, and uh, the the thesis the show seems to be approaching right now that I don't entirely sort of agree with is that life is too complicated, and so you can't ever make perfectly ethical decisions or even even really ethical decisions because the the chain like you like Seth was saying the chain that that supplies everything that you that you get is uh, fraught with horrifying shit and there's no way to get us over without doing that um so yeah it's that's their their thesis and it's it's under capitalism that's correct that is that is right yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay I've, I've 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 caught up on season three okay so, so yeah, you gotta watch season four it's getting good it's always yeah. been good so yeah, yeah it's 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 an under capitalism their thesis is correct I I'm not sure if a major TV show would ever do it, but they I really wish they would, uh, in, you know, talk about the fact that they're alternatives. Yeah. Also, folks, I just found a great new thing. I'm gonna send it to y'all on Discord, and y'all can discuss it. You can you can describe it however you like. This is this is uh uh this is incredible. It's an anti-drug campaign. Let's see if you can figure it out. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my head. Oh, shit. Okay, oh. so... <laughs> this is shaped, shaped roughly like, what is this? Idaho? I have no idea. Or Wyoming, U- maybe? Utah? No, not Wyoming. It's, is it uh, I think it's Texas. Mont- it's yeah. not Texas. It's Definitely Texas. Sure? Certainly Texas, not Texas. Texas has those flat sides. Okay, it is actually yeah. South Dakota. Wow. Uh, the the one state that, in my opinion, does not exist. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's powerful i'll say because mm-hmm. it's it's, a, it's the shape of whatever it is that you just said i don't even remember um and it <laughs> says meth full stop period full stop for our international audience we're on it full stop period trademark trademark <laughs> <laughs> So they yeah. were like, we gotta, we gotta trademark this baby because it's gonna go flying off the shelf. I mean, we clearly have nothing else to do, but you know, join this yeah. movement and also you know, get on meth. So everyone, get on, be on meth. <laughs> That's not it, y'all. No. Oh, this <laughs> no, that that man's gonna die if he's on meth. <laughs> wow, they paid a Minnesota ad agency just short of four hundred and forty-nine thousand dollars for this wow. campaign. And as an old man who could quite possibly be on meth, that says meth, True. I'm on it. <laughs> you know what? This is this is hilarious because back in college we had a, a design project to do. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> and you had to take like a company slogan or something and just flip it on itself. So I chose checkers, and the slogan for checkers is "Gotta Eat." 
Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, all right. I mean, it's true. You do have to eat, but you know, at certain points, you know, you need to stop. So I just put fat people on the <laughs> on their advertisement, and you know, I got a I got an A in that project. Wow. Good job. <laughs> so you just change the fat people. Yeah, yeah. So I think a similar touch to this uh, <laughs> ad campaign would do it. You don't need to show healthy. I mean, I guess he looks healthy. People say he's dying, Marcus. He's old. This, this <laughs> man is not healthy. We we are all dying, basically. <laughs> but I'm not sure what they're going for here because I'm. I'm I mean, I'm, I'm not, not on meth, so I, don't, I guess I don't know. Right. So, hey. Maybe to people on meth, this is a very powerful message. I don't know. Uh, I mean, they're probably busy doing meth. That's to, true. To they do this, takes up a lot sentence. of time. Well, first of all, meth should be decriminalized. Of That's course. That's the first step. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, we should work on trying to get people to not do it anymore, because it is one of those drugs that is yeah. just 100% bad for you. And then South Dakota should lose its statehood. For making this. <laughs> yes. Listen, you cannot be trusted to do anything. If, this is, if you thought this was a good idea, if this passed multiple boards of people, uh, mm. you can, obviously cannot be, you're not adults. You can't be trusted. You in North Carolina being absorbed. Maybe they thought it was actually funny. Say what? Maybe they just think it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe they just have the best sense of humor of any state. Guys, it's mm. ironic. Oh. No, it's I'm on it, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, now I'm imagining a meth head who's doing it ironically. Yeah. What, just doing meth ironically? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's ironic, guys. Get off my ass. Duh. Just smoking meth to, look, to, 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 to fool all you guys, to troll you. I'm trolling you right now. I'm winning. Are you mad? <laughs> I'm he pulls winning. Out a fucking their, tooth, their, their skin is falling off. I'm winning. <laughs> yes. uh, or just like a guy who's like super against like SAW. He's like, are you offended, SAW, that I'm smoking <laughs> meth in front of you? Does this offend your sensibilities? Just owning yourself with drugs to offend an SAW. It's a great, it's a great way to die, to be honest. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> Just uh, like you're, you're, you're on the, you're on the Twitter making fun about like, making jokes about suicide or whatever, and, and people are like, "That's wrong. You should make jokes about suicide." And you're like, "Oh yeah, well watch this." And you shoot yourself in the head. <laughs> Owned. Yeah, fucking loser. <laughs> There's actually, by the way, a moment. Uh, spoilers, real quick, everybody, for the game Disco Elysium. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a moment in the game where you can ask your partner to give you give you his gun, and then to try and intimidate a dude, you can put it in your own mouth and threaten to shoot yourself. And if you <laughs> keep counting down and you don't pass the check to like intimidate him into like like being so freaked out that he gives up, you can blow your own brains out and die. <laughs> if you decide, you know what, fuck, I'll go through with this. That's some immersive gameplay, right there. <laughs> I made a goddamn promise. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, think we're, I think we're actually out of gas here. I think y'all. we're tapped. Yeah, there's yep. no more left in the tank. Mm. I'm gonna cut out the past five minutes and just call it the end we're of the episode. Not moist. Yeah, it just ended abruptly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I am Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MC Surf. I'm Seth. You can find me on Letterboxd at Knazeris. K Y N A Z E R A S. And I'm Marcus. Um, 
I can do it for this podcast. There we go. <laughs> All right, yes. But where can they find you? At Instagram and Mr. Beaches. Awesome. Our theme song was done by Ben Powell. He's been a guest on this show before, especially on our movie reviews. He has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown, where they talk about wrestling, and they're both in the South. So if that sounds interesting, go check it out. Uh, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it under it. Fuck Kevin Durant, Tom Brady, and the movie First Reformed. Meth. I'm on it. <laughs> uh, we've stopped trying to solve our problems. We're trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York. That's the Illinois podcast, baby. We're out. Out. Peace.